Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome to Understanding the Human Condition with our host, Dr. James Flowers. Hey, Robin. How are you? you? I'm good. How are you? It's good to see you this morning. We have a very special guest. I am so excited that Johnny Caraba is with us today. Thank you for doing this with us. And so I, you are so busy. You have so many things going on in your life during this turbulent period as well. And you decided to come spend an hour or 30 minutes with us. Well, it's my you. pleasure. I, I appreciate the invite. And, and you said I'm busy. All you're doing is interrupting a golf game. <laughs> there you go. All right. Good. Good, good, good deal. Well, oh, you are going to be super authentic and out there, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought if I could, could I read a little bit about your bio, a little oh, background? Yeah. I'm sure everybody knows you who's listening to the podcast. But for those who don't, um, Johnny was proudly born and raised in the east end of Houston, Texas. Edo. Johnny Caraba III yep. was raised in his parents' family-owned grocery store, Caraba's Friendly Grocery, and attended St. Thomas High School. In 1986, Johnny opened the original Caraba's on Kirby Drive. The second location on South Foss Road, Road opened its doors in 1988. I remember. In 1993, Outback Steakhouse created a joint venture partnership, consequently opening over 230 Caraba's wow. Italian Grill restaurants nationwide, 10 locations in Brazil, and future locations in Mexico. Johnny and his family continue to own and operate the two original Caraba locations. In 2012, the family's new fast casual concept, Mia's Table, opened one block behind the original Carabas on Kirby. In 2014, Grace's, affectionately named after Johnny's grandmother, mm. Grace Mandola, opened its doors, forging the fourth family-owned and operated restaurant for the Caraba family. Mia's Table now has three additional locations and continues to grow throughout the greater Houston area, with two more sites scheduled to open in 2020. Johnny is a philanthropist at heart and gives back to the community through many venues and charities, especially those benefiting children. Johnny has two beloved children, Johnny the Fourth, who proudly attends the University of Alabama, and Roll Mia tide. at the Southern U- Methodist University. The family enjoys traveling, playing golf, and simply spending quality time together. Welcome. Well, it's <laughs> I did not know your son was a student or is a student at University of Alabama. Yeah. Oh. Uh, He's uh, right now. He's taking a little bit of a break. He went there for two years, and you know he's uh, yeah. he'll probably go back. But right now he's uh, uh, wants to work in the restaurant business. So he's a fry cook for me. Very nice. It's one of my Mia's <laughs> concepts. So he's uh, he's getting a real education <laughs> <He's>, now. <laughs> absolutely, he is. That's right. Gosh, I think I started working in restaurants literally when I was 14 years old in the back of restaurants and. Uh, it's an amazing business to just kind of grow up in and learn. So I went from a dishwasher to a, to a bus boy to eventually a waiter and waited tables through 
all through college, mostly at some of your family's restaurants here yeah. in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, James, I tell people all the time, I should call you Dr. Flowers. No, James uh, but, is great. But I, tell, I, I mention this to people all the time is I think that every person should work in the restaurant business. And, yeah. and it doesn't make oh, a difference if you're going to be sure. a doctor or, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to be a, a, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, a engineer. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the restaurant business teaches you a lot about life mm-hmm. and it teaches you a lot about people. Yep. So I think that's good training. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I have a, a quick, interesting story to tell him about. So <laughs> when I was an undergraduate, I was a, uh, actually my undergraduate degrees are in marketing and finance. And uh, one semester, it was my soft, end of my sophomore year, and my assignment was to write a business plan. And so I wrote a business plan on a restaurant concept. Really? And yeah. Oh, wow. So it was going to be um, uh, an oyster bar poor boys, uh, fried shrimp and tap beer. And that's it. And a jukebox. And so I wrote this business plan, turned it into my professor who was the Dean of the school of business. And he came to me after the, you know, gave me an A on it. And he said, this is a really good business plan. Oh. Don't ever tell me it's a really good business plan. You know what I did? I went and opened a damn restaurant. Oh, and you did? I did. And I decided. Did I, you know this guy? You're I, kidding I, me. I am going to open a restaurant. And so I went. I didn't have a, you know, my, my grandparents were paying for my college, but they weren't going to give me money to open a restaurant. And I took that business plan to seven different little community banks around town. And, and they all just kind of were like, no, n- no. <laughs> And I walked into this bank, and it was a community bank, and I walked in, and I, it was early one morning, right at 8 o'clock, and I walked up to the secretary and said, my name is James Flowers, and I need to visit the president of the bank. And he happened to How walk old were behind you? me. Uh, what was I, 19, 20? <laughs> and, and he walked up behind me, and he said, well, I happen to be the president of the bank, and shook my hand, and I said, I need 10 minutes of your time. <laughs> Sat yeah. down with him. It was a five hundred thousand dollar loan, and a day later, I had a five hundred thousand dollar loan. Wow. They, they approved it, and I opened a little oyster bar, bar, you know, aphrodisiacs. I named it Digi's Oyster Bar, and on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we I had between that. an hour and two hour wait, and um, wow. I I worked. My my mother was so mad at me because I worked, you know, fifteen yeah. hour days. Probably uh-huh. go to school, come to work, go to school, come to work. And my mother was like, you can't do this. You have to finish school. And, uh, and I did finish, but I did that. And then one day, here's my business savvy. Then one day, this man walked in at lunch, and he was wearing a suit and sunglasses. And he came up, and he had a badge. And I was like, can I help you? And he said, hi, my name is John Doe, and I'm with the IRS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? Okay. I hadn't paid my tax, my sales tax, <laughs> or with the uh, state rep comptroller or something. And I hadn't paid, t- comp- I haven't paid the state of Texas oh, taxes. <laughs> I was like, do I have to pay y'all? <laughs> it was a great success. So the mayor happened to be sitting in the restaurant at the bar. She came every single day for lunch and had a crab salad every day. And she was sitting there and she got up and she said, hi, my name is Judy McDonald and I'm the mayor. And uh, can you give him some time and leave us information and we'll get back with you? And he left his card and said, I need to hear from you. <laughs> and she left and she said, uh, are you going to be able to pay this? And I said, ah, I, I can come up with it, I guess. She went and talked to three businessmen in town and they came back and wrote a check and bought the restaurant from me. 
and, oh, and I wow. went back and finished school. That's good. So that's oh, my restaurant. That's story. awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. I, oh I, think it's a, I think it's a great concept. My uncle Tony Mandola had Tony Mandola's Blue Oyster Bar. Yeah. I, and you it, pretty much described it. I, I grew up at Tony Mandola's Blue Oyster Bar. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. I, I worked there for a while. Did you? Yeah. 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 That is so wild. But I had the best time. But it is hard, hard, hard oh, work. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> Only if you want to work eight days a week. Eight days a week. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You and I have something else in common other than my one little restaurant experience and my waiting table yeah. history is we both went to uh, Sam Houston. What was your experience like there? Uh, it was a two-year stint. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a lot of fun. I love Sam Houston. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, and it was a big deal for us, you know, uh, getting away from our parents Oh, for sure. And uh, about three or four of my good buddies from St. Thomas High School, where I mm -hmm. went, we went up there and uh, we got really good at uh, everything but school. Yeah. And one of my experiences at <laughs> Sam Houston was yeah. I, as I, I worked for my uncle Tony, uh, my uncle Damien yeah. Mandola. He had a restaurant called Damien's yep. right there on University uh, Drive. And, Love uh, Damien's. But, you know, I, I was peeling garlic one day and I was looking out the kitchen window mm -hmm. and I saw some of my friends and they all looked like they were having a good time yeah you know and uh i just said you know i don't think peeling garlic is in my future yeah so yeah. i want to go have a good time but guess what peeling garlic was in my future yeah was yeah yeah, yeah but i love sure sam was. houston yeah sam yeah. houston's a great school i worked for your uncle someone that's an icon in houston and someone i loved very very much uh and it'll make me cry here in a yeah. second but mm -hmm. uh vincent mandola um, I loved that man, and he passed away this year. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Vincent. Well, you know, you say you're going to cry. You know, I Ooh. probably will start crying. Yeah. You know, uh, Italian people, you know, we have a tendency to be emotional. But my Uncle Vincent, uh, you know, I mean, I looked up to him. You know, he was a Vietnam veteran. You know, I would write him letters when he was in Vietnam. He, was all, he always made an impression on me. Uh, he, he was just a, he's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. uh, very neat, impeccable with his word, uh, and just all, all my life, I just he he just made an impression yeah. on me. That's as simple as I can put it. Mm -hmm. But then when I worked with him, that's when I really started realizing how hard and dedicated Ooh. he was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he taught me uh, he taught me some things about the restaurant business, but he, he really taught me about ownership. Mm -hmm. Just and and you know what. You're, you're be the best teachers are people that don't preach. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm a preacher, but they don't <laughs> preach. You, you, you could just learn through the example he was setting. Yeah. And I was very fortunate, James, to do the eulogy at his funeral. And Gosh. you know, my Aunt Mary and, uh, asked me to do the eulogy. And mm. uh, it was, I'd have to say, the biggest honor of my life, you yeah. know. And uh, I talked a lot about, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah, he was neat, clean, uh, hardworking, uh, great, the best family man I've ever met. That's what I admired about him the yeah. most. But I think what I admired about my Uncle Vincent the most was I must have had 300 text messages, emails, phone calls, or more. Uh, they just talked about how special he made everybody feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the, the quote is, you know, people will forget what you said. People yeah. forget what you did. Mm -hmm. But people will never forget how you made them feel. That's right. Mm -hmm. Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's Again, le legendary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, legendary. Mm -hmm. I was working for him the night, I told you a little bit earlier, I was working for uh, Vincent Mandola the night that Pan Am Flight 103 in Lockerbie, Scotland crashed. And 
if I'm not wrong, I think it was Christmas Eve. I think it was. And everyone in the restaurant, the TVs were on and Vincent's and, the, and, and everyone was crying. And he came up next to me for some crazy reason, this waiter, and he put his arm around me and just started talking to me and mm. about life yeah. and how quick it can disappear and how important it is. Yeah. And I will never, ever, ever forget that. So, yeah. Yeah. Genuine. A, genuine, very yeah. genuine. Yeah. He was raised by genuine people. Of course. Well, speaking of that, your mother, she is the reason that I now have switched from the Kirby location to the Voss location because she just has this knack of making everybody feel super special. And yeah. I know she doesn't know me from Adam, but every time I come there, you know, she's like, oh, it's so great to see you again. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh-huh. she doesn't know me from Adam. She's seen you <laughs> but, in a magazine, I'm oh, sure. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's that's a gift that your family has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, One of many. I, I gave a, a little talk one day to the, you know, the, the <clears throat> Carabas Italian Grill people. You know, the, I own the two originals, but the other ones. And I went to conference. They and I go to conference every year with them, and they always ask me to give a talk. But I, I, this, is, this, this sums up my mother. They didn't know who I was speaking about, but I said, there's a person that I know mm-hmm. that would not know how to open up the front door, would know how to turn the point of cell system on, would know how to get the music turning, <laughs> probably wouldn't even know how to make fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> uh, you know, and I went on through like the, the restaurant business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I said, but this person happens to be one of the best restaurant tours in the city of Houston, Texas. Because this person cares yeah. and makes people feel special. Right. And that yeah. would happen to be my mom. So mm-hmm. I, I was a little bit more long-winded than that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the restaurant business, you know, yeah, you have to have good food, good service, and all that stuff. But basically, it's the uh, hospi- hospitality business. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. But my mother, mm-hmm. if I had 30 moms, I'd be a damn good businessman. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. And you had two yeah. great-grandmothers, too. I mean, the, yeah, the best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Talk I, about uh, those. You know, I, I love, I love my, I loved my two grandfathers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they taught taught me a lot about you know just overall being a man, but uh, you know fighting back a little emotion. But uh, my two grandmothers, mm. I mean, my grandma Caraba was selfless. She mm. just did everything for everybody. Uh, made me, you know, she had seven grandchildren at the time. She had nine, but. When I was growing up, it was but, but nine grandchildren, but she made me feel like I was her only grandchild. Oh, and wow. uh, then my grandma Mandola. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what that's Sorry about like. that. But no, right. no, no. But my grandma Mandola, I mean, you, you know, there, there, would, there would never have been a Nino's, Vincent's, Damien's, Tony Mandola's, Carabas. There would, you know, without her. She was the best cook I've ever met. Wow. Uh, I admired her. Because she was born, you know, uh, privileged in Louisiana. Her her father was a very successful business person, mm-hmm. but had, but had a, a bad fire at his business without wow. you know without insurance back yeah, then. Right. So she lost it. Then she moved to Texas eventually, and then she married my grandfather Tony Mandola. My grandpa Tony was a very yeah. successful businessman. Sure. He had a very bad car wreck where he was like in a coma for like sixteen days, but. He ended up loosening. So when you look at somebody, and, and, and my two grandmothers were raised in the Depression. Yeah. You know, we have COVID now, which COVID, I mean, is bad, but they went through some trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you look at my grandma, Mandola, who went from, you know, I say riches to rags, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. riches to yeah. rags. Yeah. But she never, 
ever let us know yeah. the pain that she went through. Right. So that's oh, why wow. I admire my grandparents, you know, as mm-hmm. they, they endured. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought them up because, you know, yeah, my parents taught me a lot. I think, you know, my coaches at St. Thomas, you know, even though I was a mediocre athlete, I mean, everybody, there's different people in your life that make the impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to say that my two grandmothers made the biggest impact on me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that in my family, too. My grandmother made the single biggest impact. My grandfather was a surgeon, and uh, he was an important role model for me. But my grandmother is really the one that that was that single biggest impact on my life, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, all of what you're talking about right now is part of what we call on this show the human condition. Understanding the human condition and just the emotion that you're showing, talking about your grandparents and your family and Vincent, every bit of that is part of your human condition, you yeah. know, and your grandmother helped shape your human, human condition of where you are today. Yeah. You know, so thank you for sharing that. I appreciate oh, yeah. it. And, you, you, you know, like, like I tell younger people now, you never know who's going to impact your life. Right. But, you know, through, through your life, you, know, you look back, you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. you learn a little bit from everybody. Right. And, you know. James, you, you learn how not to do some things from some people. <laughs> That's exactly That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> That's right. Yes, let's you talk, do. Let's talk about your staff because they stay with you for a very long time. I mean, you've got yeah. some serious longevity there with your staff. What's the secret? I mean, you reap what you sow. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you a little story. I mean, but, you know, if, if, you, if you give people love— Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and love is not, I love you, you're the best. Mm-hmm. That's a form of love, but love is, is, you know, like you would raise children, you know, your own blood, you know. But, but love comes in every different form. But when you're there for people, mm-hmm. they'll be by, with you, you know, through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the two original Carabas, I have roughly, the two original Carabas, probably 240 employees. Uh, 110 of them have been with me 15 years or longer. That's is awesome. that right? And uh, before wow. we, you know, we started airing this, mm-hmm. Rob, and I showed you all, uh, I think I showed you a video yeah. of yeah. of a, uh, a lady that's been with me for 34 years since the beginning, and she was making a vinaigrette and just the pure execution and love that she, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I sent that out to my company. Mm-hmm. So instead of me rambling, I'm going to tell you a story, and I hope you have time. You bet. I used to have a man that used to come sit at the bar, and it could be a long story, but I'm going to cut it to the chase but i never really knew what he did but he you know everybody knows what i do because they come in my restaurant they know i'm in the restaurant business but i got to know the guy but i thought he was just kind of like a a bar fly Mm -hmm. somebody just came in the bar and just drank and maybe ate a little food but whatever Mm -hmm. and um his name was mr patterson sydney patterson he's always given me good advice he taught me about organizational structure Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, segregation of duties. Right. And, and I knew the guy was smart, but again, I thought he just liked vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> and one day he, he said, Johnny, come here, boy. You know, and I go sit next to him, which, and, and he goes, I want to talk to you about something. He goes, he said, I want to talk to you about your employees. He said, I graduated from Wake Forest and I got recruited by Gulf Oil in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wow. He said, so I knew when I went to work at Gulf Oil, cut me off now if you have to. No, but no. I, no, when fine. I went to work we'll for Gulf time. Oil, when, when I worked for Gulf Oil, he goes, I knew I was going to work and I knew I was going to be there for the rest of my career. Yeah. I was going to raise my family, build a house, da-da-da, and all this stuff. 
He goes, but things have changed lately. He goes, people always say that people aren't the same anymore. Employees aren't the same. They're not loyal anymore. They go one job to the next. He goes, yeah, he goes, that might be true. He goes, but people are people. Mm-hmm. He goes, what's the problem is companies aren't loyal anymore. Because people, once you start climbing that corporate ladder, you start mm-hmm. making money, they want to hire somebody That's right. mm-hmm. lower. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, if you are loyal to your people, they will be loyal back. I agree. And I think I already had it instilled in me. Mm-hmm. But I think he enforced it. Uh, but you know, again, you reap what you sow. You 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 put mm-hmm. you, you give them a lot, and you'll get a lot back in return. So I'm very. I think in my career, so I said, Johnny, what are you the most proud of? Ah, my people. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 You're you're a very authentic person. No, yeah. no, you know, you don't go in the restaurant and I'm the owner of this restaurant and look who I am and you do this and you do this and you do this. People that have been with you for 30 years know exactly what to do and that's how to treat the restaurant right, how to treat you right, show you appreciation and you must show them just amazing appreciation. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, today, you know, I was at my yep. mother's location and, uh, you know, my, we have huddle-ups every day. Yep. You know, that's how we start oh. our oh, day. Yeah. We talk about the specials, nice. we might yep. talk about a little wine. But we had three new employees there and I let everybody know that they're part of our family now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I said, yeah, they have to work, but you need to be there for them. That's don't, nice. don't, don't, you know, so it's the, I, I, you know, I wanted them to feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that you have to be approachable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very, sometimes I get kind of mad at myself. I'm too approachable. And yeah. I have everybody coming up to me saying, hey, Johnny, can I borrow $5? <laughs> <Right. laughs> exactly. Hey, Johnny, right. I'm having marital problems. Yeah. I said, well, you want me to help you with marital problems? <laughs> I'm the wrong guy. You Dr. Flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can get you help. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And your kids. Great. I know how proud you are of your, of your children. Yeah, um, I'm proud of them. Yeah. I really yeah. am. I mean, we talked about that a little bit earlier. They're yeah. literally your heart walking around outside of your body, right? It's, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. They really are. You know, uh, you have a whole new appreciation for your, your parents when you have children. Uh, I do. You know, I'm not the easiest, you know. I'm a loving father. I just want the best for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, naturally they could live a little bit, they could get a little spoiled. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm always telling them, that, you know, just main thing is, uh, you know, keep your feet on the ground and, mm-hmm. and, 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 yeah. and live by the golden rule. Yeah. Uh, you're not any better than anybody else. And so I think that's my biggest yeah. deal is for them to stay real. Yeah. You know? Authentic. Authentic. Yeah. Authenticity, yeah. yeah. You know, I would be, uh, I don't want to bring up something stressful, but I'm, I'm going to ask you about this. Uh, you ready for this? No. <laughs> yeah, you ready for this? This has been a tough year, right, uh, in the restaurant and entertainment business, and your family is this huge Houston dynasty. Um, I'm not really asking about your, you don't need to talk about your whole family, but you in particular, how did you handle the immense amount of stress that you must have been under this year when COVID hit? Well, it's, uh, it's been a real tough year. You know, personally, it's been a tough year. Yeah. Uh, you know, not only did COVID hit, you know, I went through like a little personal trauma, mm-hmm. um, but then, in the, you know, personal. And then, you know, then my dad had a stroke right. at the beginning of COVID. Uh, then my dad's in the hospital. I visited him. I came home, and I'm going to get to the point, yeah. James. But And then I fed him at the hospital, 
came home, fed my mother, and then I get in my driveway after I left my mother, and their house caught on fire. Wow. Then you have the COVID, you know, where you, you know, for the first right. time, we talked about this earlier, mm-hmm. but the first time in 34 years, I really felt like a threat that I was going to lose everything that, you know, we've worked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start kind of throwing yourself a pity party, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But then I started kind of like thinking about my ancestors a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just got phone with Damien before I yeah. drove here. When driving here, I was talking to my Uncle Damien. And I said, man, I've been thinking about our ancestors. Like, man, I said, they really had it hard, but they, they, they persevered. Mm-hmm. And I think that to answer your question, a lot of this stuff is out of our control. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we do control some of it. Yeah, we do. And I think I just had a uh, – I threw myself a little pity party in the car one day. And I said, hey, man we're going to make it through this. You just got to stick to your game That's plan right. mm-hmm. and yeah. you got to keep, you know, and I believe mm-hmm. in meditation. You know, I like meditating. Uh, I'm not the best at it, but I don't care. But, and I think uh, doing a little cardio helped me. Yeah. Okay. I, but I, I think uh, work for me, I pulled away because of my personal, you know, my dad and stuff. I pulled away, but then I said, I got to go to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work is therapeutic for me. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Some I don't people know if I'm call answering it alcohol. I mean, workaholism. <laughs> I'm not alcoholism. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's a whole new That broadcast. was Freudian. No. <laughs> um, workaholism. And you know what? I call it therapy. I do, you too. Know. I love what I do. Yeah. And, you know, I can remember, like, in the old days, if I was having a hard day, I would just go in the kitchen and get yeah. with Loopy and Rita and people in my yeah. prep kitchen and just peel garlic yeah. with them. You know, yeah, I lived in the kitchen. But yeah. it's just so cool. It, it's mm-hmm. very yeah. it's therapeutic for it me. Is. And, yeah. and I love what I do. Yep. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm answering your you question. Did that, though, absolutely, huh? you did, and I and I think it's amazing that Johnny Caraba is sitting here saying meditation. Right, right? it's so important. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be good at it. You just have to try it. You have to concentrate on it and build your skill set. Meditation, exercise, cooking, yeah, working, mm-hmm. keeping keeping active and doing those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, cooking. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yes. Cooking. My grandma Mandola makes a gr- made a great chicken soup, wow. which we have it at the restaurant. Yeah. Is that in here? That's in there. <laughs> and, We're gonna uh, talk yeah. about that. Yeah, we need to talk but, about this but book. One day I called her up. I said, one day I called her up and I said, Mama, can you give me the recipe to chicken soup? I go shopping, and I made chicken soup for the whole family. Wow. And I was going through like a little hard time. Not that I have hard times, but I was going through a hard time. Everybody has hard times. No, I was being (laughs) But I I made it and and, and delivered to all my uncles and aunts. Wow. And it was like, Mm. okay, I'm good. And you said this, did you say this is Mama's recipe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is great. Robin, what are you holding? Yeah, so this book, With Gratitude. So a friend of ours uh, worked on the book with you, Doug. Sure, Sure, Doug Williams. Yeah, Doug Williams. He's the reason we're all here. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, um, and they sell this at all of your restaurants, yeah. correct? Yeah. This was actually a gift from one of my girlfriends. But also in the book, I noticed that um, I didn't realize, I guess, until last week that the, that you, uh, part of the proceeds go to a charity. Yeah, to the Rye School. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, how did you get involved with that? Well, I know the founders of the Rye School, but uh, I have a, uh, everything gets emotional with me, but. The young lady that works for me named Lauren Allardyce, mm-hmm. she's been with me for, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. She really helped me quarterback this book from mm-hmm. my side. Wow. Oh. And her daughter went to the Rye School. Oh, and 
Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so how long did it take you to put this together? Uh, it took them. I'm a really great delegate. Well, I'm going to get in trouble because Doug said, do not mention my name. Do not even bring me up. This is all about Johnny today. No, but um, But. I would say it took a year. Yeah. From, you know, start to finish. It Mm -hmm. was a year of. It is good to know. It is a beautiful book. It is. Great thing. Yeah. It is. It's it's an amazing book. My sister's coming this weekend, and we're going to try to make the cannoli. Ah. So is it difficult to make? Um, She's married to an Italian, so this will really get her a (laughs) lot of attention from her husband. What I would do is I would, we we make the shell. Can I call you if we have trouble? Oh, yeah, you're good. (laughs) But I would would cheat a little bit, and, and you call me, and I'll give you the shell, homemade shell, right? Once you, once you, that would maybe give you a little bit of a problem, but it's very easy. It's in the cookbook, and it's easy if we can do it. But come by, and I'll give you the shells, and then you fill them, and then awesome. he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll love them. Perfect. Okay. That'd be awesome. great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hey, I want to do like a little rapid oh, fire. Yeah. Get your rapid fire I've questions got my rapid out for fire. Johnny. Oh, yeah. All right. You ready? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Favorite pasta? Rigatoni. Favorite fast food indulgence? <laughs> well, it used to be late night Jack in the Box tacos. Yeah, maybe when I was under the I influence. That. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Yeah, there you go. Marinara, Alfredo, or pesto? <laughs> oh, marinara by far. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like to do on the weekend? I like to play golf. That's right. I knew that answer. Cannoli or tiramisu? <laughs> Cannoli. I'm, I'm Sicilian. Okay, Robin. <laughs> What is one thing that Johnny Caraba cannot live without? Um, golf. I'd have a hard time without golf. I, I would say uh, years ago it would be pasta until yeah. I started watching my waistline. Yeah. I, would, I would have to say uh, can't live without probably my two children. Aww. Good answer. Yeah. What was your first car? It was a hand-me-down Oldsmobile Delta 88, and then I got my first Monte Carlo. I bought a Monte Carlo, yeah. So I'd say Monte Carlo was my first love in a car. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any nicknames that people call you? In high school, they they called me. (laughs) In high school, they called me Chi Chi. But then I have a good friend of mine named Luke McCann who called me Chopper because he loved my veal chop. There you go. Perfect. Chopper. Favorite vacation spot ever. Uh, uh, mm. Some of my family won't be happy with me, but uh, golf at Cypress Point in Pebble Beach, California. There you go. Mm. That is a beautiful yeah. place. Man. Yeah. What's one thing on your bucket list that you have not done yet? Um, haven't, haven't played Augusta National. Yeah. Yeah. I bet somebody out there listening is going to take this man to Augusta National. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I know a few people. That, that sounded very simple-minded of me. You know, <laughs> no. I kept on saying golf, you know, or pasta. I love but it. You're at a great point I'll, in your life. You can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, what's your advice to listeners out there who may be in the year of 2020 going through COVID that are stressed and have anxiety and just have had some personal challenges. You've had a ton of personal challenges this year. Um, and uh, 
What, what do you want to leave people with? A last thought. I, on I, I just getting through that. I say surround yourself with people that you want to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes hanging around the wrong people. You know, uh, I think there's way too much drama in our lives nowadays. People make drama. Yeah. Uh, we're all gonna make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some way or the other, mm-hmm. we're strong, and we're gonna yeah. make it. So stay positive. Mm-hmm. I said this earlier, but. Think about your ancestors and what they went through, right. either through the yeah. Great Depression or migrating to this country. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've had a very privileged, blessed, you know, I'm 61. You know, this is the first big challenge of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you yeah. just have to suck it up. And then I also yep. said earlier, though, James, yeah. you know, I think you have to be selfish a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you do. Uh, I think you mm-hmm. have to take spend some time with yourself. You yep. do. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that's that. Right. You know? Nothing yeah. wrong with it. No. That's right. I think I being get, selfish is selfless. Something like that. Selfish I, is selfless. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I get up an extra hour every morning, and I'm not a morning person. I get up at 5.30 just so that I can have one hour to myself, still with a cup of coffee, a magazine, a book, a cookbook, whatever it is, mm-hmm. before I ha- so that I'm, I'm just Robin for an hour. Right. I'm not somebody's employee. I'm not a mm-hmm. sister, a friend, a you know, mother, all those things. And it's made a huge difference in my world. In my car, in my visor, mm-hmm. I have things. But one thing that I have notes written, you know, like things I wanted. To, and it says, spend time with yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's so difficult for some advice. people to be still. Spend time with yourself. Be mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Be still. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. I am sorry that we interrupted your golf game today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. James, thank, thank you. Such Robin. a pleasure. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Robin. Thank you. Yeah.